This is Fan POV Podcast. <clears throat> wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey, everybody. With my MVP, Michael Vincent Panamarzik. What's up, Mike? How you doing today, brother? Kev, doing good. Glad to be back on and ready to uh, go another round or two. Yeah, I just want to welcome everybody back to FanPov, all those FanPov knuckleheads out there tuning in, can't wait, on the edge of their seats. And we're going to give them all they can handle, Mike. I'm excited today. Dude, I mentioned it in episodes past, but it's it's such an anomaly to me, and I think it's, I think it's awesome to see. But you can talk NFL all year. Am I wrong, man? I mean, back in the day, super seasonal game, but nowadays with free agency and all the drama that's going on in the NFL. We, we could talk it every day, all day. It never gets old, right? They have planned out this season and just the year that every other month is a, a highlight, whether it's the draft, whether it's free agency, whether it's preseason, uh, the Hall of Fame. They just keep us connecting all year. And uh, lucky for us, it gives a lot of dialogue to talk about, Kev. Yeah, and if that's not enough, these players will add – um, a little bit of their own drama, man. Let's let's not even start talking about Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, all the new, you know, bits of news that have been coming out. What I do want to do, Mike, and I, I just kind of want to bounce around the league a little bit. There, there's some things on my mind. We've got some teams, obviously, that are up and coming. We got some teams last year that really showed some flash. We look for them to, you know, do the same thing and even potentially grow on past success. But I want to do is uh, is just kind of talk about some X factors and more importantly some red flags for some teams coming into the 2021 season. Again, a lot of fireworks last year in 2020. Tom Brady took home a Super Bowl for another team, Tampa Bay. Um, but let's do this, man. I want to bounce around the league and I want to get your thoughts first and foremost. Let's go ahead and stay in my division here. Everybody knows that where I'm a Browns fan here, but I want to go ahead and talk about the Baltimore Ravens, Mike. A team that's been in the playoffs this last couple years, um, got Lamar Jackson, one of the most dynamic quarterbacks that you can find in the league. These guys, for all intents and purposes, are penciled into the playoffs. Mike, what are they missing? Go ahead and give me a red flag for the Baltimore Ravens in your mind. What's missing? What could hinder them this year moving into 2021? Yeah, I'm looking for some more consistent play from the wide receiver position. Uh, Sammy Watkins goes over there, and the man always starts out the first two or three games, lights the league on fire. Everyone wants him on the fantasy waiver wire and just disappears. Hollywood Brown, now is your time. When you got a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, you take so much of the secondary coverage away, and a guy's a burner. He's got to start making some bigger plays and cut down those drops. So for me to throw the Baltimore Ravens, my eyes are on the wide receivers. We know the defense is going to confuse the heck out of quarterbacks. We know they're going to be physical, aggressive. We know what the combination of Lamar Jackson and Dobbins brings. And playing on offensive line like that, it's going to be easier to play. Wide receivers, you're up. I'm sorry. Got to have it. Got to agree. Mike picked up uh, Rashad Bateman in the draft. You're right. Sammy's, uh, Sammy Watkins coming over. Always dependent on health, right? Can he stay healthy? But yes, in in certain pockets, in certain situations in the season, Sammy Watkins can definitely be, you know, be of help. I I, I think that um I think that's a good point. I'm looking at their defense. Mike always have a lot of really really good defensive players with the Baltimore uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. Rush defense is a little bit suspect, and I would tell you this when you're looking at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, 
in, 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 in that division, they, again, I'm not trying to be a homer here, but these guys are up and coming. You've got Nick Chubb, you've got Kareem Hunt, you've got a lot of uh, offensive line power. Rush defense is going to be big time for the Baltimore Ravens. Remember, we see them twice in the regular season and potentially again in the playoffs. So definitely got to have some players come to light there. But I, I'm with you on Rob Receiver. I, I, I would give you the win there. Any other weaknesses on the defense or anything else that you want to talk about, offense or defense for, for the Ravens? Just need to keep these guys healthy. They're a little bit longer in the tooth in the secondary. you got a player like Jimmy Smith who's a – Great corner, but seems to never finish out the season, and that 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 hurts you when you get further in the season. You know, like that's when you 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 do the pretenders and contenders. And if you want to be contenders, you're hoping to be healthy in this league on the back the back front. Yeah, man. All right, give me an X factor for the Ravens. Who do you see pushing them over the top? Maybe somebody that didn't show up last year that you look to see emerge this year. Maybe a new acquisition from the offseason or the draft. Anybody from the Ravens that you want to see shine or that you look to see shine? Kev, I got to give a shout out to our boy Dobbins um, from the Ohio State. This is somebody I want my Miami Dolphins to draft. I think he's uber talented. I think he's got, he hits a different level. He's hard to tackle. He's strong. And this guy's ready for a 1,500 yard season. I'm excited for him. And he's not as bad as people make him out of the backfield either. You give the guy some ball in space, he'll make, he'll make you miss and he'll make you pay. Amen. Amen. Nothing to add, man. Dobbins it is. And hey, he's going to get shot, man. I, I think he's I think he's back one. I don't see anybody really taking time, barring injury. Yeah, I see 12, 1,300 yards for him, eight touchdowns, maybe you know some pass catching out of the backfield, a couple touchdowns uh, through the air as well. Big year for Dobbins. What do you think? Am I hyping him up too much? I see you smiling over there. I, I got more than that. But yeah, with Mark Ingram out, take stealing carries and doing a whole lot of nothing. And Edwards just being mediocre as he is, I want to see special on the field in that one-two combo, him and Lamar Jackson, man. Good luck. You better have eight in that box. And my boy Hollywood, this is your time to shine. I heard that. I heard that. All right, Mike, I want to talk about the Carolina Panthers. Um, Interesting, man. You know, I used to live in North Carolina. I always have North Carolina on my radar. Don't get me started on all, all of my uh, soothsaying from back in the day on how Cam Newton would no longer be the franchise quarterback. Don't get, don't get me started on it. All right, but look, I want to talk about this. Give me some red flags for Carolina. Now, keep in mind, Teddy Bridgewater out, Sam Darnold in, brand new era, brand new quarterback. A, a lot of these guys, a lot of people listening won't you know remember that Sam Darnold is like 23, so he's a baby. Um, talk to me, Mike, what's, what, what's the red flag from North Carolina? What do you, what, what do you see here? Well, I mean, you've got to start with McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in the league. Is this guy healthy? Will he be returning to the same level in number two? How's Sam Darnold going to mix in? I mean, this guy, he has not been given a fair shot being the jets with Gase and that general manager who just butchered pick after pick. This guy's got a lot of confidence that they have to rebuild, and it'd be interesting if Matt Rule could do that. But uh, what's on your mind about the Panthers? You know this team a lot better than I am. I, I'm just trying to see what McCaffrey comes back and what Darnold could fit in. No, I think I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Look, I'm I'm looking at the wide receiver position, Mike. I, I'm sitting here. I'm I'm looking at what Sam Darnold left. And uh, look, I, I'm I'm reading these names. Obviously, we got Jamison Crowder, but outside of that, I mean, you know, Corey Davis. I think he's an acquisition for this year, but. 
you know, Lawrence Kager, Josh Malone. Like, I, I don't know these guys. He was coming from absolutely nothing. But man, as I'm looking at Carolina, I do understand they, you know, they've got Robbie Anderson, you know, they've got you know, David Moore, they, they, they've got some players, but my, my question is wide receiver position because you mentioned it. Christian McCaffrey, if he's healthy, he's going to take a lot of catches out of the backfield. So that will answer my question in terms of wide receiver position. As, as, as funny as that sounds, my man's a wide receiver as well. But if he's not healthy, then, then who's, who, you know, who's Sam Darnold throwing to? I, I wonder if Carolina is still not in major rebuild mode, which would be my ultimate red flag for them. I still think they're in rebuild mode. I think they got Sam Darnold cheap. I think they're in the quarterback market first round next year, um, which is sad because they're still not going to fix their wide receiver position unless they address it in free agency. Mike, give me an X factor for the Carolina Panthers. Give me somebody that you look to see shine. And maybe it's just you know the guy I was talking about, Sam Darnold. Yeah, I, who I want to see dominate the way he dominated the collegiate level is Derek Brown. The man was a man among boys in college. Big, like strong that. D tackle. I want to see yeah, him like make that. the impact that he made at Auburn, stopping a run and hitting quarterbacks. That guy was one of my favorites coming out of the draft, and I expect him in that young defense to gel a little bit better this year. A little bit better, man. They're 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 probably the youngest defense in the league. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hundred percent. Um, How about I you? Like that. Who's on your radar? In terms, of, dude, it's crazy. It's the same. It's the same person I think can burn the entire organization down. It's Christian McCaffrey. Mike, let's assume he shows up healthy. I mean, come on, he's going to make Sam Darnold look good. He's going to make a lot of people look good. He's going to open up Robbie Anderson and you know these other wide receivers there. Christian McCaffrey is everything in the league for me. I think that uh, I think it's big time that he comes back healthy and and stays healthy for at least 14, 15 games. Potentially help them squeak into the playoffs, but that's. That's far fetched. I love your pick there. Is this yeah. is this the best quarterback McCaffrey's played with? With Sam Darnold. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess McCaffrey got one year of Cam Newton, right? But he got a busted Cam Newton. Just checking in. So yeah, right now, okay. right now, yeah. Okay, all right, fair enough. Anything else to say about uh, Carolina, Mike? You want to move on? I just think there are a couple of drafts away and a couple of free agents. Um, that's a hard division right now. Although the Saints are taking a step back, the Bucks look like the clear favorites to win. And uh, we'll see with Atlanta, man. They're, they're such a wild card. Like trying to say what Atlanta's going to do or not do. Good luck, man. That team just, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, let's talk about it, man. Let's 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 talk about Atlanta. You you brought it up, so let's let's move over to Atlanta, Mike. What are the biggest red flags that you got for Atlanta? You got Julio Jones. It's now out of town. They decided to keep Matt Ryan, which I'm a fan of. You know how I feel, man. You get me 25 touchdowns and less than 10 interceptions. I like you. Matt Ryan's doing a lot better than that. So what do you think? What's going on in Atlanta? They're fighting two big things right now. Three. Let's let's go with three. Number one, salary cap. Even dropping a Julio Jones $21 million, they still got a lot of expensive players. Number two, what is the plan with Matt Ryan? Do you still think this guy can get you a Super Bowl? Because I personally do not. I think they kept they got rid of the wrong person and kept the wrong person and should have drafted Fields number four. But we could talk about that one more time. And lastly, what's the plan for the defense? They are the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders of the NFC. When do you fix the defense? 
Cornerback plays tough, Mike. They were they were ranked 29th out of 32 teams in the past last year. So secondary is rough. That that's a big red flag for them. Here's the deal. It was worse in years past when Drew Brees was still hanging around in the division. But keep in mind, you've now got Sam Darnold. Who knows? Maybe he does show up, but you still do have Tom Brady. And let's see what the Saints do at quarterback, right? I mean, Jameis Winston on deck. We'll see what's going on, but secondary is an issue for uh, for the Falcons. Talk to me about maybe something you like, Mike. Is there any bright spot? Any bright spot at all in Atlanta? Oh, I would definitely say, Kev. I like Kyle Pitts a lot. That guy's big time. He's one of the best prospects coming out of college. I think he's going to be Antonio Gates ish. If he can stay healthy, going to a good system with Ridley, problem is, is they just don't have the depth and they don't have the overall talent. A lot of misses. Talk about AJ Terrell last year in the draft; they took way too high. Atlanta just keeps missing on those picks. But Kyle Pitts, I, I'm going to tune game just to watch him alone. Yeah, and Mike, I'm going to piggyback off of you. Check it out. I know everybody is crazy hurt about Julio Jones being jettisoned out of town, and look. Everybody fell in love with this tenure there. Everybody. But look, here, here's the deal. When you're a guy like Calvin Ridley and you're playing number two to Julio Jones number one, everybody says, yeah, look, that 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 opens you up. And it does. And it helps you come about kind of in a, in a slower manner with less coverage. But when you have a name like Julio on your roster, he demands a lot of touches, brother. And I think Calvin Ridley has now come of age. And to your point, you add Kyle Pitts into the mix, who in my opinion athletically is is on par with Julio Jones I I think there's not now as big of a name in the locker room Calvin Ridley can get a lot of touches and I don't know that they miss a beat but dude I'll tell you right now Tennessee gonna be looking nasty now they got some wide receivers they got Derrick Henry I mean these boys are stacked you got some big strong strong players on the offensive side yeah you I mean look in fact Great transition. Let's talk about Tennessee. Mike, what do you feel will be the impact of Julio Jones, recently acquired wide receiver after 10 years with the Atlanta Falcons? What do you think will be the impact on the Tennessee Titans? Well, I'm going to say it right now. And every time I say it, everyone kind of looks at me like I'm a crazy person. Ryan Tannehill throws the best deep ball in NFL. And yes, for the audience, one more time, Ryan Tannehill throws the best deep ball in the NFL, look up his QBR. It's higher than Mahomes. Saying that, Dude. you got A.J. Brown and Julio Jones on the outside. Good luck because you know you got to put eight in a box for our boy Derrick Henry. Look, I, this is funny to me. <laughs> look, I for everybody who doesn't know, you know, Mike is obviously a diehard Dolphins fan. Ryan Tanless Thrill, as, as I like to call him, came – from the ranks of the Dolphins, and, and I'm not going to lie, look, man, he he is over, overperformed. He's over-delivered in every aspect. But I want to I want to go back to this deep ball concept that you have here, Mike. He he does have a really good deep ball. I, I think he threw six last year o- o- over ten yards. So I don't I, I don't want to hear about deep balls. It's not like Ryan's going back and launching them in the air every single time he gets into the you know he calls hut. I I don't think so. Here's what I like. Love A.J. Brown. Loved him before Julio got there. Love him a lot more now that Julio's there. Um, A.J. Brown is, my, my opinion, is every bit as good of a, a, a wide receiver as Calvin Ridley. So I, I think the one-two punch there is there. But my goodness, Mike, if you've got to really commit to the outside wide receiver game, 
you got to flank out those corners a little bit more and you got to keep those safeties honest. What are you going to do about Derrick Henry? Rumor is he bench pressed the mountain yesterday. Well, I taught the guy everything he knows, so of course. I know you did. I know you did. I know you did. Dude, he is just an unbelievable talent. To think that he didn't even start like right away and he had kind of split carries to see what he does today. Uh, the guy takes care of his body. He's a workout warrior, and it's hard to get a good hit on him. I see him having another 2,000-yard season. The the Titans just are who they are, though. I mean, let's talk about what's not going to work and what's our red flags. What's on your radar? All right. So my red flags, same red flags as last year, same red flags that gets them into trouble in the playoffs, man. And that's that's pass rush, right? And they they've had some attempts. You know, they they've been a player in free agency last year. It was Jadavion Clowning. Now he's at the Browns clowning around. Don't love that, but. You know, they bring in Bud Dupree. They bring him in from the Steelers. But keep in mind, Mike, Bud Dupree has a torn ACL. He's not going to contribute early. He's not an early player there. So they, I, I want to say they picked up Farley in the first round as well. Yep. But if I'm not mistaken, he's hurt with a back injury. So you still you have two guys that, that for all, you know, Caleb Farley, Bud Dupree. Um, I think they got Elijah Molden as well. All hypothetical. Two of those guys aren't going to play early. If they come along late in the season and the you know and and the team can get some wins early and these guys can end up you know being around for playoff time, then then maybe it's a win. But jury's still out. I think it's pass rush. I still don't think they fixed it. I think they on paper hypothetically have fixed it, but it's not fixed yet. Yeah, the Titans' defense is they're kind of like patriot ish. Is that they are good from the system, and what's interesting is just how bad they have drafted in the first round. They might as well just send those guys out, man. Talk about our boy Isaiah Wilson. Uh, didn't even play a game last year. He was supposed to replace Jack Hawkland, and this dude couldn't even get on the field, couldn't even get himself to practice. So you talk about them. You can talk about the corner out of USC. Just so many players that have not lived up to the hype. And offensively, they're ready to go. Defense, the only reason they're not get, putting up, get third, like letting the other team put 35, 40 points is because of Rabel's system, in my opinion. No pass rush, jags everywhere, <laughs> you know, just a guy. They got to get better and they got to probably start trading some of those picks to get some, some known commodities because these guys aren't doing it and their GM sucks. No. Amen. You heard it. MVP, you heard it here. Fanpov. Coming at you guys, want to talk about San Francisco 49ers. Mike, talk to me about San Fran. Give me a red flag in your mind here. What do you think's going on with our boys? You got Trey Lance coming out of nowhere, right? North Dakota State. Big pickup in the first round. Traded everything in their mother to get him. Jimmy Garoppolo still there. What happens? Yeah, this is probably the team I'm most interested in. Because last year, injuries ravaged them. Uh, injuries were not kind to this team all across the board. And now you got a quarterback controversy. And say what it is, when you got two quarterbacks, you're really saying you don't either have a quarterback. Looking forward to watching this defense get back. Love the front seven the year they went to the Super Bowl two years ago. They're going to be a contender. It's going to be interesting to see when Lance takes the field, if he takes the field. Jimmy G's going to have a chip on his shoulder. But if things are certain in life, taxes and Jimmy G getting hurt. 
Yeah. And, and then Mike, that's just, all right. So that's my red flag, right? It's, it's, it's Jimmy G and, it, and it's legit a question mark, right? So you, you mentioned it heard all the time. Is Trey Lance ready to come in and play football? Dude, Jimmy Garoppolo could be hurt first play, first, first play of the season. That's a reality. If Trey Lance comes in as the number two, we've got a very dynamic, very athletic quarterback who's never taken a snap in the NFL under center. What does that do for San Fran? I'm going to tell you what I do like, though. A bright spot. You mentioned it last year. Injury riddled. Bad. Injury riddled. That defense especially. Now you got Debo Samuels on offense, wide receiver. He coming back healthy. You got that defense. I mean, all these guys. Nick Bosa, these guys should be back. I mean, for all intents and purposes, that defense returns the form. San Fran's a playoff team. Depends on who who's at the helmet quarterback. I like Jimmy. Look, if Jimmy's healthy, dudes could make a run. To the, <laughs> dudes could make a run to the Super Bowl again. They did it two years ago. They have the perfect defense to dethrone Tom Brady. They don't have to blitz. They're very New York Giants-ish. Four down linemen, all first-rounders, and a Bosa, when healthy, absolutely unstoppable. And you're not even talking about getting Debo Samuel and George Kittle back. Big-time players. 100%, man. Mike, what happens with Richard Sherman? He's not going to sue up for uh, not going to sue up for San Francisco. It doesn't look like it, at least. Where do you see him ending up? The Browns. You think so? Yep. I think he's going to take Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward, and be able to mentor them. I think he'll get on the field occasionally. But let's face it, this guy's best days are behind. He wants to play for a contender, and I think he'd be great for the locker room in Cleveland. I think he's a very cerebral player. He knows the game. He knows the system, and he would mentor those guys well. And when he needs to step in, he could still play. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, it's times like this I'm thankful I'm sitting down because when I hear people say he wants to play for a contender and they're referring to a person wanting to go to the Browns as their destination, I hear contender. Yeah, I still don't know what to do with that, Mike. That, that, that's still very surreal to me. Um, all right, look, I want to talk about this. Give me your idea or at least give me, give, give me your thoughts on Pittsburgh, man. Got to talk about the division rival. What's going on with Pittsburgh? Give me. Uh, Give me a red flag, man, and, and and maybe something outside of Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously, we know he's 39. Depth chart is a little bit questionable there at quarterback, but talk to me about anything else that you might see as a red flag for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, number. I, I'd like to discuss their offensive line. They have made some changes and some adjustments, but very unproven, and they've lost the leadership of Pouncey in there. Um, it's going to be different. And I'd also like to challenge the – the offensive coordinator. Can we throw more in a two yard, two yard screen every single play? Uh, the offense was the most predictable of any team last year. I mean, it, it was ridiculously predictable, and you can't win the NFL that way. These teams will figure it out, and I know that's part of what the roster talent was. But man, it was it was a hard watch. I agree. I agree. Um, I think that speaks a little bit to preserving Ben Roethlisberger. Again, the first 11 weeks, keep in mind, they went 11-0. Had a rough stretch you know, at the end of the season, but Ben Roethlisberger was... I, mean, I, I, I think that that arm caught up. It, it, it at least caught up to him a little bit throughout the course of the season, so we'll see what's going on. It's going to be interesting to see what Haskins could do there. Uh, Haskins has all the talent in the world, 
can he put it together? Hundred percent, man. You, do you do you think Haskin? Do you you think he's going to see the field this year? Yeah, I would assume Big Ben's going to miss one of three games, like he always does due to injury. And I hope he's but ready. Not, but 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 no no chance that Haskin comes in because he's outplaying Ben or because Ben's fallen off that much. You don't see that happening. Look, man. One of Pittsburgh's strengths is their loyalty, but one of their faults is they're loyal. And uh, they've been a little too catering to Big Ben compared to how some players they move off a little too early. My opinion might not be the best, but that's where I'm at with it. How about you? Okay. Um, no, I, I agree with that. Look, man, if, if if it means that the Steelers are not contenders for another two years, three years, then that, that's all right by me, man. I'm, I'm okay. I, I don't mind rolling over the Steelers a little bit over the next couple of years. Lord knows they've had a lot of time beating up on my Browns. Mike, there is a team – that is, uh, I, I can't get off my mind. I got to talk about. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks, man. What do you see um, as their trajectory this next year in 2021? I mean, how do you see them performing? Do you see them, you know, taking the division or do you see the Rams being too much? I mean, you've obviously got the Cardinals that are coming about. Tough division to play in, but what's going on? What do you, you think is happening with Seattle? This is a tough one. I mean, I don't know how to make a prediction in this division. This is, to me, the most competitive arms race division in NFL. These GMs and coaches are super aggressive, and they know they got to be to compete versus each other. Arizona brought some dudes in. The Rams, hey, they were in a Super Bowl a few years ago. What they do? They ship Goff out and bring in Stafford. In the 49ers, we just got talking about that talent. But my philosophy in life when it comes to football I take the best quarterback in the division, and without a doubt, Russell Wilson is that. My challenge for Russell Wilson is stop being a half a season MVP because towards the second half of the season, I feel like that guy cools down a lot, and he throws a lot more interceptions. You remember last year's like the first four games, he had like 16 touchdowns and one interception. You're like, oh my gosh, never seen this. By the end of the year, they were just, eh. Single-handedly winning me fantasy you know what i mean but 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 literally yeah fell off hard at the end of the year single-handedly winning me games um mike let's talk about russell wilson so a couple you know obviously your quarterback yeah he's my quarterback man of course he's my quarterback well you can't go wrong with him he's he's a stat stuffer dude but all right look a couple weeks back i guess a couple months back russell wilson comes out agent says something of the fact that look russell's not necessarily asking for a trade but you know more or less if it happens these are the three teams i think you know the raiders in there and you know a couple other teams i, I don't remember off the top of my head what they were bears and broncos but bears and broncos right so look if you're seattle if you're the players in seattle if you're the offensive line in seattle if you're just you know the roster in general the coaches in general dude are you in love with russell right now i mean look i know how good he is you know how good he is you know he can win you games that doesn't mean you want to go to work with the guy day in and day out. Kind of just diss your team. Mike, it's almost like this. Check it out. It's a, it's almost like you're, you're going to say to your wife, hey, I'm not asking for a divorce, you know. but if, if we were to get a divorce, I'm going to date Tammy or Megan or Sarah, like one of those three first. Like that's where I'm headed. But like I'm not getting a divorce. H- how does that feel in your home after? And am I off? Am I out on a limb here? Like, is that is that is that too off base? Because it feels like, if it feels like Russell, he's so PR too, right, Mike? He's so, 
he's so for the camera. It's like, yeah, I think we just need to, you know, get some better players at offensive tackle. But he won't say his offensive tackle is no good. Right. Right. Like, he'll say, yeah, I think we just need to do a really good job drafting at the offensive line this year. But he won't say his offensive guard's given up sacks. And that's the problem. So he's real PR, and he did the same thing. Yeah, if, you know, if they decide to trade me, these are the three teams I'd look for. But, you know, whatever. D- do these guys even want – I mean, of course they want to play with him. I know he's great. But answer the answer this, man. Are you rubbed wrong by Russell right now? No. Now, if you would ask me a few years ago, I'd been like, yeah, I get it. I get it. But right now, imagine me, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and they're watching Tom Brady get whatever he wants, whenever he wants. That guy is loaded with playmakers. And these quarterbacks are way too important to these franchises not to have an opinion, not to have a voice, and not to be heard all the time. They, okay. It's the most important position in the game. And Russell Wilson's legacy right now is he is one and one in Super Bowls with possibly the worst interception I've ever seen to date in a Super Bowl. So that's where I'm with it. I think Russell Wilson's also a leader who leads by example. He's the first person in the weight room. He, he goes on that Snapchat, I think, every day at 445 when he checks in. He's the last one to leave. Those things could be made up. He wants to win, and I think he deserves to to do that. What are your thoughts? You think he you think it's going to explode this year? Okay, look, you brought it up. You brought up Tom Brady. Right, you brought up, and you're saying, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, they need to be, you know, you know, they need to be a little bit more. Look, let me tell you what Tom Brady never did, Mike. Tom Brady never asked for a trade. Tom Brady never came out openly and scrutinized the team. And Mike, Tom Brady had a lot of quarterbacks drafted early during his tenure. Jimmy Garoppolo being one of them. I mean, these things have happened. Aaron Rodgers, you know, wants to gripe about Jordan, Jordan Love, but it's like, look, this has happened to Tom Brady. Tom Brady never asked for a trade, Mike. But he, in fact, he he asked for Jimmy G to be traded. Belichick was re- ready. Belichick was ready to move off of him. He went to Kraft. Kraft made him keep him. It's documented. It's been conversed. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but, but that's he, because the, that's because the toss up was, hey, me or Jimmy? Like Bill wants to start Jimmy and and trade me. I want to stay here. Do you want me to be here or not? Of course, he intervened. That's a totally different thing. It's a little hard to go to your owner when you're constantly deflating these balls before games. Oh, God. All right. Either way, point – hey, look, point point still stands, dude. Look, Aaron Rodgers, he's – you know, he's he's hot and cold with the media, but the fact is he scrutinizes players openly. Russell Wilson PRs it, scrutinizes players openly, scrutinizes franchise openly, says he wants to get – Kind of says he wants to get traded, however you want to phrase it. You can't compare him to Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady never did any of those things. Never asked for a trade, never asked for anything. Dealt with what he got and won. Totally different totally different quarterbacks. I don't know, man, man. If it's me, I think if it's I think it's kind of a greasy move, dude. I think it's kind of a greasy move to blatantly call us out two months ago and now come back in and say, yeah, let's go to work and make this thing work. I don't like it, but that's just me. Um, Mike, talk about your Miami Dolphins, man. In your mind, what are the red flags? I read a report today, and I know you read the same one. Your boy, the left-handed slinger out of Alabama, tossed five interceptions day one of, uh, of training camp. What are your thoughts, Mike? Red flags, Deshaun Watson in the wings. What are we doing here? 
Well, that's not the only story I read today. Um, Xavier Howard's still unhappy about his contract. He's mad that. that he's not the most highly paid corner in that Byron Jones next to him, making $2 million more. Xavier Howard's, I mean, he's beloved in Miami. We love that guy. So if he gets traded or doesn't report, that's going to break a lot of Dolphins' hearts again because that's what we're used to. Two is the question, Mark. You, you said it. Like, I'm still not convinced Deshaun Watson don't play for us. However, however, this is to his year. He's supposed to be healthy now. He's loaded with wide receivers, loaded with a tight end, and he's got him to get it done. Tell you what, man, no chance Deshaun Watson suits up for my I don't believe. I'm telling you, Mike, I don't think he plays. I don't think he plays this year. But, man, that'd be cool if he didn't. It'd be cool if he went to Miami. But you're, you're, you're 100% right. Jury is out on Tua, brother. Jury, jury, jury is out on Tua. This is supposed to be his year. Okay, Mike, if he takes these guys and you guys essentially retract from last year, let's say you go 7-9. and nine. Well, I guess it would be 7-10 and 10 at this point, 17 games. Let's say you guys go 7-10 and 10, or even 8-9. and What's up with Tua, man? You guys riding him out another year, you draft him next year. What are you doing? They're going to address and they're going to bring some competition in the building. We have one of the most aggressive GMs in the league. I think he's made the most trades the last four or five years since he's taken over. The guy, he he wants to win. He's going to roll those dice out there. One thing I know about Flores, he's going to make these guys compete. You saw it last year. He pulled them out for Fitzmagic. That's not normal. And that's usually not what you do with a young quarterback. This team is too talented, too good not to do it. And I'm telling you, I know you're not convinced about Watson. I'm not convinced Watson and Rodgers aren't going to end up down in Miami. I think we're doing some real weird things with our salary cap. One of the highest cap availabilities this year and next year. We just paid our star linebacker. We only paid him for three years. Why not a five-year deal? Jerome Baker needs a five-year deal. Something's going on down in South Beach. Something's happening. Oh, goodness. All right. And you, Mike, know, if you, know, you know if it happens, you owe me big. You, you guys shoot me a jersey over. Okay, hey, look, and dude, I'll I'll be the one carrying the torch if it happens, man. I'll be super stoked for you, and you'll get that jersey. But what is it going to take to get him? Get, get Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay? What do you have to pay? Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. You're talking, what, three, four first-round picks, some players? I mean, what, what do you got to pay to get Aaron Rodgers out of town? Yeah, we could send Jazeski. We could send Xavier Howard. We can spend four first-rounders and possibly a couple second-rounders. We're loaded with draft picks. And, and you do that. And you do that. You have, you're telling me you have the current roster. You have the running backs. You have the offensive line. You've got the wide receiver. You've got the tight ends. You've got all that line to give up a plethora of draft picks over the next four years and players on defense. Mind you, the defense is the linchpin of your team. You give all that away. You think you're prepared to win now with Rodgers. You give all that away. I think you got to do it. You got to be aggressive. Wouldn't you do it? You're putting Aaron Rodgers on a worse team. If you do that, you're putting him on a worse team than he's in right now. No. You give. No, we are way more talented. He would have Will Fuller. Who is his Devontae He'd have Waddle. He'd have Devontae Parker. That guy would have Devontae, Devontae, I go to sleep Parker for three quarters of the game. Get the hell out of here. Devontae and Waddle. 
We know nothing about him in the Shake NFL. Shake and bacon. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> all right. All right. Now I can tell we're not, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not operating in reality here, ladies and gentlemen. Either way, either way, my point is I get the excitement. I totally do. And but we would man, trade Tua. Kev, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. We're going to trade for trade Tua, Tua or Watson. You're going to trade Tua. Mike, you get you trade Tua. You, you're going to get a can of Coke and a bag of chips for Tua. Not right. Yeah, that's not even a trade chip at this point. All right. Either way, let's not get lost in the dark on this. I can go all day with you on Miami, man. I can go all day with you on Miami. And don't get me wrong, because, Mike, I'm, I'm in love with Miami right now. Dude, it is yours for the taking. If you can get past Buffalo, the Jets and the Patriots right now, as it stands, non-factors. You've got the Bills ahead of you, which means you can still sneak in as a wild card, even if you don't own the division. Two is the key, man. Your defense is stacked. Y'all are solid for days. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more rush defense. But I mean, really, dude, I want Miami to do well. I just, I get nervous thinking about Devontae Parker, Waddle. You know, who's your running back? Gaskin? And, and Fuller. I mean, those are three high-end wide receivers, but the reality is injuries stop them every year. Will Fuller, when he's healthy, unguardable. Will Fuller's the number two when he's healthy. I'll give you that. He's a bona fide number two. Straightaway speed all day. Hey, who, Devontae Parker, not a number one. Waddle, maybe, but jury's out. Who, who was throwing passes to Fuller last year and the year before? Watson. He's coming. He's coming, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Mike, that's the reason, man. Be like, hey, look, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm going to be like, look, dude, it really just depends on what Fuller's doing, man. I uh, just got to Like, whatever I'm going to do, I just got to know I'm going to have Fuller. He don't want to be in Houston. That's the reality. And a lot of teams fill their quarterback void. I'm telling you, whether it's Miami or Denver, he will be out of Houston this year, and he will play football. He'll be out of Houston. I don't think it's this year. Um, I think it's next year. I think it's too cloudy for any team to gamble on. But we shall see, my man. We shall see. Here's what I do want to talk about. Michael, Miguel, my friend. I want to talk about the Raiders, dude. As always, as always. I want to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders, the abyss from which they are trying to crawl out of. Talk to me about this team, Mike. Where are they headed in 2021? John Gruden and company, Mike Mayock, in year five of a 10-year deal? Is that right? Is it year yeah. five or is it year four? I think it's five. Year five, year four, either way. What, where, 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 where are they headed, Mike? Nowhere. This is one of the worst-ran organizations. Mayock and Gruden are a joke. You trade Cleo Mack, one of the best pass rushers in the game, one of the best top three defenders, and you got all these draft picks, and it's like, oh, awesome. And we're going to trade Amari Cooper and get all these draft picks. And they've done nothing with the draft picks. Every time you watch them, they're trying to outthink the room. They're trying to think they're smarter than everybody else. They're taking corners that aren't even supposed to go to the third or fourth round. The ends that are second rounders in the top five, eight picks. This team is bad. And they're going to be bad again. How many years until you get a defense on the field? How many opportunities are you get given? You know, this is what drives me nuts. This man is living off of his ESPN time in coaching one of the best defense of all time. What are you doing today? Dude, yes, I'm concerned about their defense. Mike, the strength of their offense was their offensive line. 
it's gone. I want to say three or four of their five starters from last year, gone. They picked up Alex Leatherwood in the first round. Dude could have been a third rounder. They've done this repeatedly, man. Who is the corner they picked up last year from Ohio State? Last year or the year before that they reached out in the first round? What was the corner? Oh, man. Uh, What was his name? What was his name, man? I can find it. It's Damon Arnett. I was trying to think. Arnett. Yeah, Yeah. Arnett. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Picked picked him up in the first round due to to the third rounder, fourth rounder. Yeah. Crazy, man. Uh, You know, you got Clellan Farrell, too, out of Clemson. Luckily, they took him because we got Christian Wilkins in Miami, the way better player. It is just one miss after another miss after another miss. And you're talking about high picks. Jonathan Abram, a safety. Uh, I don't know him that well. You know, for first-round safety, you're looking for like a Mita Fitzpatrick or a Jamal Adams or someone that's going to be a game-changer. Just a lot of players. And even Henry Ruggs Jr., of all the wide receivers last year, he'd be the least likely that would have taken. Ah, uh, see, okay, I, I'm with you. The other receivers were better, but Ruggs can still pan out. You know, it's early. He can still pan out. I like Derek Carr. I don't think Derek Carr is the problem. I like Jacobs back there running the ball as well. I mean, they they have had a couple picks where they hit on. I, I'm not I'm not one to go off on Ruggs yet. I think Ruggs can still pan out. Well, but Ruggs it, could pan out, and so can my NBA career. You know, I'm still waiting for the Lakers yeah. to give me a call. <laughs> Come on, you man. Gotta bring, you got to bring back that scoop. People don't know about that scoop. It throws everyone off. The least the first game. Oh, oh, absolutely. The first game, absolutely. People are people are bedazzled by it. Um, interesting, Mike. Give me some bright spots. Did they do anything in the draft this year? Did they bring in free agents? What What did the Raiders do good? Give me one sign. You know what's crazy to me? Heard it twice, Mike. Twice heard Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson both put the Raiders as destinations, places they want to go. Either they just love Vegas or they see something we don't. Give me a bright spot. Well, I love the back, Josh Jacobs. Uh, I think he runs well. He catches out of the backfield. And anytime you get an Alabama quarterback, <laughs> they're, they're special. You know, those running backs that have been coming out. And you're right. Carr's not the problem. And if you want to talk about the best player, one of the ones they got, that tight end, man. How do you guard him? Uh, Waller, like that guy – tore Miami up. He had like 200 yards catching on us. So you got a three-headed combo on offense. Now it's time they put some pieces around it. Again, this gets me mad though because this GM's getting paid a lot of money. This is why we made this podcast because you watch someone like Mayock in the booth just missing and missing and missing. You and I could do a better job. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that, man. Mike, there are any other teams on your radar, man? Any any anybody else you want to touch on? Any any other teams you want to cover before we move on? I I got a couple things I want to talk about in terms of, you know, some players that I think need a new home. I want to get your uh, want to get your thoughts on them. Talk to me. Any any other teams you want to cover before we move on? Teams I would like to discuss in general. Um, I want to know what Buffalo is going to look like this year because that's my main rival right now. You think they're going to take that step forward to get to the Super Bowl, or you think they can't get past the Chiefs? Well, let me ask you, who's running the ball in Buffalo? <laughs> and is that a question? Because when you got a quarterback like Josh Allen, it should be easier for them. They also drafted the guy out of Utah, They and they have Singletary. Uh, they've got a couple players that you just have not panned out. And it's amazing to me because with Diggs, with Beasley, with, uh, you know, their wide receivers are fast, they're speedsters. So 
how they can't get the run game going with a big, strong quarterback like that and high draft picks. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss just ain't get done. And Zach Moss coming out of Utah, I thought he'd be sweet. I thought he was going to be like a potential rookie of the year. Maybe I was drinking a Kool-Aid, but a little too much. Well, look, 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 you're going to make me do it, and I'm going to draw a comparison, man. Josh Allen, I'm going to draw a comparison in Josh Allen's situation to Cam Newton's situation back in the day when he was in Carolina under Ron Rivera. And look, man, everybody was just enamored with Cam's size and his fluidity as a runner and how he could take on a linebacker and just bulldoze right through him. But look, man, you cannot take hits like that as a quarterback and have longevity. And you mentioned Josh Allen, who is, for all intents and purposes, every bit of an athlete is Cam Newton, and he does run the ball quite a bit. And they'll have him on even design runs a lot, Mike. Look, if they are smart... If the powers that be in Buffalo are smart, they are going to put a lid on that crap. That is BS. You cannot have this dude being a run. He's not a run first quarterback, but you can't even have it be options. Can't even have it be an option. I see Singletary. I see Zach Moss. I see Matt Breida. Those are the three backs that I see being able to do anything. And a lot of them are injury prone. A lot of them can't get going. But when I think about the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen is, I mean, you mentioned and you've said it a million times over, dude, that year over year over year, he has ascended. He has continued to get better and better and better. And I, I look for him to continue to do that as long as these dudes do not misuse him and keep putting him in run first situations. You don't want that for Josh Allen, man. Do you, do you have any fear of that, Mike? Do you have any fear that he could potentially get schemed wrong? Used wrong because he's such an athlete because he's so big. I do. Any fear in, I, in that in that arena? I do because it's a two edged sword. It's going to stab you both ways. Number one, the injuries. That guy got lit up by a couple linebackers last year. And again, you you bring up an excellent point about Cam Newton. Number two, they don't develop the skills to read a field and become a true pocket passer and anticipate wide receivers getting open. If you're always falling on that skill set that I'm going to just take off and get and, and be able to push myself through defense alignment, it's not sustainable and it's a recipe to, uh, you know, really set him back. So I think you're right on both accounts. A, the injury factory, B, it slows his development. And, you know, Greg uh, Rosenthal, he's always on uh, Colin Cowards and Peter King. They put Josh Allen in the same category as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Let me say that one more time. In the same category as Patrick Mahomes, two of the most respected football gurus out there. Dude's uber-talented, man. It's crazy. He's so young. Again, you've seen him constantly progress. Where do you play college ball? North Dakota State? Is that where he was playing, Mike? They're North all, Dakota State? One of those schools. They're all coming out. Or Wyoming. What? I'm sorry. He was yeah. playing in Wyoming or something like that. Point is, underdeveloped in college, came into the pros, had to start right away if I'm not mistaken and he's ascended constantly so yeah I love Josh Allen as well I hope they don't misuse him dude who else is Look, on, who else is on your mind I mean I, I I guess I'm a little bit I guess I have a question mark for the Saints I mean post Drew Brees era what's going on with the Saints Mike in fact that's a pretty that's a pretty decent topic to land on I, I've got some thoughts I want to I want to talk about the Saints we know Jameis Winston's there. 
You know, we got Taysom Hill there. What's happening at quarterback? You got Michael Thomas there, high price wide receiver. Who's throwing him the ball? What's it look like for Winston? Talk to me about the Saints, man. What What's your outlook with the Saints? You know, and I like Taysom Hill and I like Jameis Winston, but this is one of my themes I talk about. I like quarterbacks that are similar. And you can't think of two quarterbacks that are more different than Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Winston wants to stay in the pocket. He wants to sling the ball over the field, 5,000 yards. He's going to take some risks. Taysom Hill is, you know, Tim Tebow, what Tebow could have been. The guy works harder than anybody. He runs hard. He throws. And, you know, he's not going to ever be a Tom Brady in the pocket, but his mobility fits today's NFL. So you got two guys that are completely opposite. How do you build an offense around it? I got faith Sean Payne can do it. But again, this is the same thing in New England. I don't like Mac Jones and Cam Newton. They are complete opposites of each other's game. Consistency wins in this league. You you did your spot on for that reason. I I think they missed the playoffs, dude. And and salary cap. If we want to talk about red flags for teams. Yeah, that's a good point. That team, they're going to owe a lot of money for a lot of years, and it's going to hurt. Taking Drew Brees off obviously helps anybody, but – Michael Thomas is one of the top three paid wide receivers. He needs to he, he needs to respond. And you know who's really slipped off the edge? Marshawn Lattimore. Who's that? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, dude yeah, was yeah. locked down, and every year, him and Michael Thomas at least got Michael Thomas getting better. Lattimore's getting worse every year. Yeah, he was, yeah, that's he, right. He used to be able to put him on Julio Jones, and he locked down Julio Jones. Who could you ever say that about? I don't know. You know what's crazy, dude? I, I literally just told I, – I said it out loud. I said, you know, they, they could miss the playoffs. But, dude, Carolina, I don't see getting to the playoffs. I don't see Atlanta getting to the playoffs. Tampa Bay will be there. I don't see – I mean, they could get in as a wild card if they can win some games. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do post-Drew Brees, man. M- Mike, all right, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If I told you that there's a quarterback in the league – that's played all of 30 games. During his 30-game stretch, he's thrown 37 touchdowns to 11 interceptions, been surrounded by injury-plagued teams, faulty coaching. But his stats, 37 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, completed 63% of his passes, which is a little bit low. If you're the Saints, you trade for that guy, knowing that you can get him for a six-round pick? Yeah, I bring as much competition as I possibly could. Do you know the quarterback I'm talking about? Because he exists. Teddy Bridgewater? No, no, and he's already wrapped up to the Broncos. Talking about Gardner Minshew, man. Talking about the 25-year-old Gardner Minshew who just got done playing in Jacksonville, or who currently still plays in Jacksonville. Currently going to be backing up Trevor Lawrence, Golden Hair Angel. So talk to me, man. Gardner Minshew, been surrounded by some lousy teams, lousy coaching. A little bit of a carousel there, wide receiver, running back, offensive line, defense, been a little wild. 37 touchdowns to 11 interceptions, 25 years old. Mike, do you like Gardner Minshew? Yeah, I do. I like him a lot because he needs another chance, but I also think he's a he's a lifelong backup, and I think he's got a role in Jacksonville. I don't think Trevor Lawrence has to worry about him taking that spot. Uh, he, he's entertaining, but he he is who he is. He's very limited. 
he brings a different atmosphere and leadership. And I think him being in that role of knowing that Trevor Lawrence is there, he might be a good support staff for him. Trevor Lawrence is going to need some mentorship more than just Urban Meyer. Yeah, if you read Urban's book above the line, which you've heard me uh, reference several times, he ain't going to let Trevor get uh, mentored by some scrub six-round pick Gardner <laughs> Minshew, man. Ur- Urban doesn't even want to see Gardner in the building, dude. He's getting out of town. Yeah. He, get out of he, here. He, Ur- Urban's got his nose so far up his ass, he can't see the light of day, man. You know that. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's let's move on. I got to talk about a couple other players before we get out of here, Mike. I want to talk about – and look, this is going to bring a smile to your face. Rumor has it. Stephon Gilmore is not happy in New England, wants a new contract. Essentially, they could be getting out, not necessarily in the market to make him the highest paid corner. And and, and you got to figure they're in a bit of transition right now. So Stephon could be on the move. Do you like that? Do you uh, Where do you see him ending up? What are your thoughts on Stephon? This goes back to my philosophy. Make Aaron Rodgers happy. Show him some type of sign that you care and that you want him back in your locker room. If I'm Green Bay, I'm shooting a second and a fifth. Belichick's going to accept it because he's got some depth in corners and a couple guys stepping up. And that's going to tighten up that Packers defense because Packers were not able to consistently shut down those wide receivers for Tampa. You could probably put them on Mike Evans, slow him down. Uh, It's the move to make. It's the right move to make. But I have zero faith of it getting done. I do think he leaves town. The Patriots are known to move off a player one year early rather than one or two years too late. You think he's gone? Potentially, man. Potentially. I I mean, again, I I don't think – the Patriots have never renegotiated contracts because a player gets loud. They're more likely to get rid of that player. For that reason, yeah, I definitely think he's gone. Where he ends up, I don't know. God, wouldn't it be crazy if we can get him on the Browns? Because, look. The Browns secondary can be stacked if we stay healthy, but these cats, I mean, look, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, all these cats, they, I mean, you know, these dudes are injury prone at least a little bit. Would be cool to see if we can get him there, man. But yeah, I I think he's gone. I think he's gone for sure. Yeah. Um, I I don't see any reason why he would suddenly settle down and why New England would decide to restructure a deal for an aging cornerback with specifically when they're not built to win. You got Miami that's better than him, and you got Buffalo that's better than him. So I don't think that move makes sense. Could see him going back to Buffalo, Mike. Gosh, him and Jordavius White, if they would have kept both those guys, you would have had your modern-day Patrick Sertain and Sam Madison just shutting down all the field. Well, just think about it, man. When he moved in the division, went from Buffalo to New England, then won a Super Bowl with New England, could go over to Buffalo and win one again. Be real storied career. All right. Last person I want to talk about, Mike. We already alluded a little bit to him just a a minute ago, but I want to talk about Michael Thomas on the books for $21 They are quarterback-less. They don't know what's happening to the quarterback. You don't pay a guy $21 unless you got Drew Brees or somebody else throwing him the ball. So what are you going to do with Michael Thomas? And what's the asking price? What's What's a team pony up? Julio... I'm not mistaken. The Titans did they give him a second round pick or did they give us a first round pick? Second round. Second round. But part of that yeah, part, part of that equation is the salary cap. When you go totally. a wide receiver that much money, it's hard to take that on the book. So that instantly limits where he can go. I do think it's time to move off of Michael Thomas or Lattimore, one or the other, because you're paying a wide receiver and a corner top dollar that aren't playing the top at their position right now. Saying that, well, I know you. Th- 
It'd be easier to trade Michael Thomas. That's what they do. They're, I mean, they're not going to cut him. But, but 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 Mike, that that that's the question. You know what they should do. What will they do? Does he suit up for the Saints? I think he plays for the Saints all year. I don't think they trade him. Yeah, I think he stays. I think this is his last year in New Orleans. Um, the reality is you're replacing Drew Brees. You've got quarterbacks coming in that are going to need all the help they want. And if healthy and if motivated, that guy is unstoppable. I mean, he's a 10-catch-a-game he's a wide receiver, and he plays hard, and he's got a chip on his shoulder. No, he does for sure, man. He does for sure. Mike, dude, always a pleasure, man. Golly, these hours go quick. We got to uh, we got to get back with them next week. We're going to be talking about all things NFL. One of these days, we're going to drop a uh, we're going to drop a dime on that NBA. I got a thirst for it. Mike's been dodging me for years now. Got to get on yeah. some NBA, but we will stay talking about the NFL, guys. Before we leave you, simple message: be kind, be kind to everybody, man. Kindness spreads happiness. Happiness spreads joy, and that's what we're all about. Be good. Be kind. Be happy with yourself. Be happy with others. Life is good. Be grateful. Remember that life is good. We will be back next week. Make sure that you look us up on FanPov POD. Subscribe. Give us a like. And we will see you next time. We are out. Bah, 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 bah.